Well, hello again from another episode of the Crotchety Old Men Podcast. Hi, I'm Gary Smith, one of the co-hosts of the Crotchety Old Men Podcast. And joining me in the studio today is, I call him my Imagineer, Engineer, Inspirationeer, <laughs> George Crumley. <laughs> What's going on, George? Oh, Smith, it's another beautiful day. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Good, good, good. So what we got on the agenda for today? Well, you know, we oftentimes try to bring as much information, inspiration, and education as we possibly can to each and every episode. So in in totality, what we've been talking about, George, is diversification. So I thought we might take somewhat of a deep dive uh, today as much as possible and to talk about what diversification is, what to do with it, you know, when and how, and, you know, all the nuts and bolts about, hey, why diversification? How, why diversify your portfolio? Excellent you subject. You know, yeah, I mean, excellent <laughs> subject. You know, when I think of diversification, the first thing I think about is, hey, don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. You know, I try to keep things pretty simple. And I think yeah, that you know, kinda, go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to just interrupt you like that, but, you know, that's what we've been taught all the time. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. When in actuality, I believe we'll uncover this or discover this, is that that may not necessarily be truth all the time mm-hmm. let's dig in right i mean so yeah i mean yeah it's it's uh it's to avoid over concentration in one particular thing and in this particular situation we're talking about you know your finances you know so if you're an employee and uh you've got a 401k you know you don't want to have just a 401k you should diversify you should have maybe an e-trade account on your on your own maybe a charles swab or you know, one of these other Edward Jones, you know, there's plenty of them out here. But, uh, you know, for, for me, sometimes it just comes down to a trust factor or not a trust but or an access factor. So what is what happens if I can't get access to this account? You know, can I get you know access to this other particular account? You know, what if this one's not doing well? Maybe this one is doing well. So there's a lot of different reasons you know, why you want to diversify. But it's the, it's for access. And it's like I said, it's, you don't want to create over concentration in one particular field. I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts is that I believe you should go about diversification like you would by planning a trip. Uh, You need a plan. All right. Why are you investing in whatever the heck it is that you're investing in? I mean, be it a 401k, be it government bonds, be it stock, real estate, gold, silver, crypto. We can go on and on and on. So there's a lot of stuff out there. All right. And so to go and buy some of everything that's out there is not a wise uh, utilization of the diversifying uh, philosophy, if you will, because in essence, what you're going to end up doing is diluting your opportunities to gain yield. And not only to mention that, you know, be able to uh, like we always say, it's not how much you make, but it's how much you what you keep. And so. So you dilute that and no, and then addition, I could go on and on. Then you're going to dilute your yield potential. So rather than go about that way, think in terms of why are you diverse? Why are you investing to begin with? All right. Are you investing long-term or short-term goal, short-term goal or what have you? Then if that's the case, then your diversification module is going to be narrowed. And it should be narrower because as you learn more about your risk tolerance, uh, sure, most people go into diversifying out of fear rather than gain, trying not to lose. 
You rarely win a game, whether it's in a game of sports or in life or in business, for sure, going into it with that type of mindset. So that's why I mentioned early on that diversification can be, is like a gun. It can be used creatively and good, or it can backfire and, and, and kill you in the, in the business game. I mean, that's, those are some very uh, good points, you know, as far as, you know, why diversification could work against you. So you have to be careful in what you're doing. I guess I look at it more so as, um, like I say again, if you're investing in your 401k at, at work and you um, have a certain amount, most employers will match up to what is about 8%, you may want to invest a little bit more. So you have an option. You can either invest in that 401k or, like I said, you can open up your own tool. Some of the times your 401ks limit you on the number of, of options you have from a stock perspective. You know, they want you to sometimes uh, stay in particular classes uh, of stocks that they represent, uh, which, you know, their board has already approved. But you may want to get into something that's, you know, depending here again on your risk tolerance, you may want to get in something a little bit more risky or you may want to get in something a little bit stable. Mm -hmm. So here again, it, it's going to be different for everybody. So you have to determine, like you said, a key word is what's your risk tolerance? Right. And also, you know, what's your goal? Are you investing for income or are you investing for growth? I think right. those are two important uh, things that people sometimes don't don't realize because I know some people have come to me and said, you know, I got some money. What should I invest in? And the first thing I say, is, so what's your goal? Are you in, you know, income or growth? Not to say you can't have both, but then it depends, you know, which one you really want. That's where your concentration and focus is going to go. Oh, absolutely. And um, to that end, how fast you want to grow? How much time do you have to grow? Because uh, one thing will never change, and that's seed time and harvest. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you start your planting or sowing of seed late in the game, then you don't have a whole lot of time to accumulate. So now growth. It's going to be on one end, one side, it's going to be a driver, but going to that risk reduction of loss is going to probably be the one that's going to drive you the most. And that's what puts you into a situation where you have to invest because of fear versus invest because of that of gain. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you hit a good point. It's like, where are you in this stage of investing? You know, who could who should consider everybody should consider diversification, but it's different if I'm an individual uh, investor. Uh, it's different if I'm a uh, retiree or getting ready to retire, you know, so you have to look at where you are in the stage in life. Are you, you know, to preparing, you know, get your kids ready for college? You know, are you just starting out? Are you getting ready to retire in say 10 years? So all those factors go into how you're going to diversify. But even mm -hmm. so, you know, here again, when I look at diversification, it goes back down even to your bank accounts. You know, you may not want to put all your money in one bank, you know, with yeah, things going enough. on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. I've got money in the credit union. I've got money in, in, in the black banks. I've got money in regular, you know, your brick and, brick and mortar banks. I've got money in, in um, uh, uh, online banks, you know, all, all for different, you know, diversification mm -hmm. because of the fact that, you know, I want to, to spread the wealth around so that here again, access, which one do I want to access, you know, this month? Uh, and it goes, it goes well, back, here. don't put all your eggs in one basket. You go. And that goes back to sowing a lot of seed because he who sows the most seed will get reap a, a bountiful harvest. Yeah, because one thing that a bank is going to do, it doesn't matter whether it's a little bit or a lot. As long as you're making your money on money, you're doing a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's not like you got a thousands of checking accounts. You know, when you say a relationship with a bank, ladies and gentlemen, it just doesn't necessarily mean a checking account. It could be a savings account. And usually, particularly now, a lot of banks are paying some money on savings accounts because they need that cash in order so they can do some other stuff with it. So, yeah, and then some of your other um, uh, institutions like American Express and Capital One, they sometimes have higher interest rates uh, paying on your dollars, uh, money market uh, accounts that you might want to look at just from a strictly from a savings perspective. So here again, diversification, you know, one of the things that, you know, I look at as far as a checking account, just a regular from a passbook savings and checking account at a regular brick and mortar location. Um, I only put enough money in there to uh, pay my, you know, pay whatever bills I'm going to pay. I don't, I don't try to save with, uh, you know, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, any of those, because they're not going to pay you any money. Remember again, they're, they're turning your money over 10 times. So for every dollar you put in, they're going to turn it over 10 times, but they're not going to allow you to do that. They're, they're not going to pay you that type of interest. But, you know, if you put your money in a credit union, it's going to work better for you. Or if you find an institution, like I said, Capital One, American Express, there's a couple of them out here that pay, you know, a little bit more interest. Uh, that's where you want to actually save your money. So here again, you want to diversify your money. You know, this account over here is for paying bills. This account over here is for growth. Yeah. You know, another form, good form of using uh, diversification, George, would be to diversify within an industry. Uh, let's take energy for for uh, instance, uh, whether it's solar energy, uh, gas, electric, uh, whatever, all whatever entails energy. Number one, it's a necessity based industry. And so I'm speaking from a stock bond perspective as well, is that now you can diversify within that industry. So now you hedge a risk or at least you mitigate a risk because that industry is a growth oriented industry. All right. Uh, you can take other industries that there's out there, whether it be retail or industrial, and there's a plethora of industries out there. And so by utilizing a, a top down approach, if you will, one could take a, take their own investment strategy. And you can do this within a uh, well. They have these index funds that you can do this in. And to a modicum degree, depending upon the structure, like George was saying, of your 401k, you can allocate a certain amount of money to an index uh, fund. And in essence, be doing the same exact thing that I'm talking about, diversifying within that industry, which gives you a much better, bigger hedge. Or I like to use the word moat, such as Warren Buffett used, because I'm always looking for that moat. What can, you know, <laughs> whether the government or a health challenge cannot stop a necessity-based type business, well, if you can invest in that and diversify your portfolio with that, then it just gives you that slight edge to get ahead. Absolutely. You know, as you talk about different investments from a stock perspective, you know, you want to look at high end right now, the, the buzzword is the magnificent seven. But, you know, here again, if you just invest in those seven stocks, you're, you're not insulating yourself from, you know, any downturn there. You may also want to put if you're going to put money in those seven stocks, you may want to also put it in other stocks that kind of complement that. Because even in the S&P 500 here again, that's 500 different companies. You know, it's that just that those seven, it may those seven may be high producers. But it's all it's also insulating the S and P by having other stocks that are in in that group of stocks. So that's what, you know it's like a mutual fund. You know you got multiple funds that complement each other. If one goes down, the other one goes up. You know it's also uh, you know me always trying to reel it back to real estate. It's like that. You know real estate. 
uh, yeah, you want to get started and buy that first property. But the more properties you buy, the better you insulate yourself from, you know, a tenant moving out. You know, if I got five properties and a tenant moves out, you know, I'm not uh, in a in a situation where how am I going to pay that note on that one? Because I've got four other mm-hmm. ones that will help me do that. So you can diversify in real estate also. Absolutely. I think that's the foundation of diversification. Uh, (laughs) real estate game so we've talked about what it is we talked about how you can do it um did we really tell well i think we did talk a little bit about why you should diversify i think we talked about what and now who well you may say well i don't have a whole lot or i don't have you know i'm not investor yet i haven't don't have any stock i don't even have a 401k that's fine all right because what you can do is educate yourself, learn more about investing, learn, learn more about not just the diversification, uh, diversifying, ooh, easy for me to say, not so much just the diversification of it, but also why am I want to do, what's my goal, what's my plan? Hey, y'all, this is Black History Month. It's the first two months or the first, what, 60 days, is it so, George, of the, of the new year? So I know a lot of you are still out there planning. So before you start diversifying, start investing, investigating on what I'm going to buy. And then, like George says, and now look at what's within that, what complements that, and boom, you're off and running diversifying. So you don't have to wait until you accumulate a whole bunch of money to start diversifying or, or get deep into investing. You can start today. Absolutely. And it goes back to you know setting goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Anytime you're going to uh, start doing anything that's going to uh, affect your future, you got to have a goal in mind because here again, you know, if you don't have a goal, how you know you when you get there, you know. So you got to have a goal, and with that goal, once you, you know, establish that goal, then you can figure out, you know, so what's going to help me get there? How do I diversify my portfolio so that it complements my goal and helps me get there? So here again, income or growth, you know, which one, one do we want to do? So those are all the things, fundamental things that we have to think think about when we're thinking about investing. It's not just throwing your money at something because somebody said it's a great idea. You got to ask yourself why, you know, you got to right. ask yourself why. And here yes. again, the, what's the best time to, to diversify <laughs> whenever you're going to invest? I mean, that's, that's right. The best time. You know, you're going to have life changes. You're going to have, uh, you know, uh, things that affect your life, but still you want to be in a position where you're equally balanced, where one thing, you know, hopefully doesn't crash on you. And, you know, you've got all those things that are coming down at the same time. So with the diversification, you're somewhat insulated. Absolutely. I mean, just when I look at, you know, when I look at my portfolio, as far as from a retirement perspective, I've got four or five different sources of income and I've got them spread out throughout the month so that, you know, you know, like you've heard me use this term before mailbox money, you know, I know That's it's right. the eighth, so I know mm-hmm. something's coming in from this particular source. I know it's the the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. I know there's money coming in from somewhere else, and I know it's the end of the month. You know, money's coming from any somewhere else. So it's diversification, even in that form, as far as how you're going to uh, maintain your lifestyle on a on a monthly in and out basis. Those are the benefits that are, that are derived from diversification. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's how you have to set yourself up. You got to have a plan with the end in mind. That's right. That's right. And speaking of that, uh, how many people out there, don't raise your hand, but how many people out there have auto pay? You know, you may auto pay your car note. You may auto pay a house note. You may auto pay your rent. But the person that you should be auto paying is yourself. 
Okay. So make sure that that money, take your 10%, at least 10% of every paycheck. And when it hits your account, it automatically goes into a saving account, automatically goes into a money market, automatically goes into an account for you. Heck, even a hundred dollars a month is 0% interest. It's still $1,200 at the end of the year. That's 1200 than you had the year before. Right. Right. Okay. That's a start. (laughs) Auto pay, auto pay yourself. That's a diversify. If you're going to diversify, you got all these other investments. Think about it. You send money to everybody else except who? You. Does that really make sense? Heck, you're the person that's making all the money. And you're sending it out to everybody except you. Put yourself on auto pay. All right. Back to you, George. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to what I'm out here again, my philosophy. Pay yourself first. That's it. Before you pay anybody else, pay yourself first. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. something happened to you, don't know the rest of them folks get paid. That's right. That's okay. I'm happy. Shoot, pay you first. You know, forget that GAAP, General Accounting Accepted Principles. Don't accept those. Right. Pay yourself first. Anyway, that's another nugget from the Crotchety Old Man Podcast. Another there great reason to listen in to the Crotchety Old Man Podcast. Tell them, George. <laughs> that's right, man. Hey, and we're on YouTube too now. So, hey, tune into YouTube. If you don't want to just listen shot. to it, you can see us on YouTube. Absolutely. You know, and we're going to bring it. We're going to continue to bring it. But instead of us talking about ourselves, anything else we got to share with the audience about diversification? No, I think we've kind of talked about diversification. So, which, what kind of pearls of wisdom you got to uh, end us up with today? You got anything? Man, I thought you never asked. Oh, yeah, you know what? Ask that. Got to ask that. All right, all right. Here we go. Risk is inevitable, but fear is a choice. Don't let fear hold you back. Don't let fear hold you back. I'm saying that again because somebody out there is scared. <laughs> Don't let fear hold you back from taking calculated risks. Pursue your goals and plan for them. Sounds great. Good word. I'll probably all... Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. You don't have to keep running them up. That was an original. Thank all you. Right. Well, good. 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 All right. Hey, and as we always say on the crotchet, old man, if you didn't know, now you know. Take care. All right. Have a great day. Peace.